Welcome to Raw the Podcast with Amy and Grecian, where we talk real and raw with mamas who have had to fight and be fierce, who have been thrown curveballs and faced adversity. We discuss everything from premature birth and NICU life, special needs and infant loss, to those everyday mum struggles we all feel. Nothing is off topic. We hope that by opening up and being vulnerable, we can break down the walls and start to remove some of the shame and stigma associated with these traumatic experiences while helping other mamas feel less alone. I'm Amy, special needs and medical mama to Premier Boys James and Jack. I'm the founder of my own small business and support network, Miracle Mama, where I advocate fiercely for the infertility, Premier and special needs community. And I'm Grecian, mama of four girls, including two full-termers, Adeline and Macy, and a set of Premier twins, Hannah and Riley, born at 25 weeks. I'm an IVF warrior and am passionate about sharing the unfiltered ups and downs of motherhood. We don't share your average mama stories, and this isn't your average podcast. Raw is unrefined and breaks through the bullshit of navigating guilt, grief and trauma. I mean, let's be honest, we've been through more shit than some could even imagine, so at this point we don't really have a filter. But with this being said, please note we do talk about sensitive topics in our episodes, which we know can be distressing. We give this warning simply to empower you, our audience, with the knowledge you need to make healthy decisions about how and if you should consume this podcast content. Please take care of yourselves and don't hesitate to ask for help if you need it. And lastly, let us assure you that it's not all bad and sad. It's a place to have real and raw conversations, ask those questions that may be playing on your mind, and above all, we hope to shine a light on the life-changing perspective and appreciation that only these experiences can give you. We share the overwhelming joys and triumphs that our little miracles bring to our lives, and we discuss the inspiration and hope we have gained from this community. While our experiences are individually unique, we are forever a part of something truly special, a community of fierce mama bears and their cubs navigating the storm, and together we'll roar. Welcome back, roarers. It's Amy and Grecian's here. Hi. Grecian's first ever episode as co-host. Welcome. Thank you. Yay. Bit nervous, obviously, as you know. You'll be fine. And like I said, I was hope so. I was nervous talking to my own mum last week. I don't think it ever goes away. Uh, yeah, well, I hope it does, though, because the butterfly's in my tummy right now. Like, Have you done a nervous poo this morning? No, I haven't. Oh. No, I probably need to. Probably need another coffee to help with that. <sighs> How are you? You guys recovered or recovering from COVID? recovering yes I suppose still that lingering cough that we were saying they're like <laughs> yep uh that lasts which is a bit shit yes. but besides that doing okay Macy's still got a little bit of snot um but nothing too too bad which is really good yep. and you yep. went back to work yes Oh my gosh. So I'm taking like every little moment now. Yeah. I'm just so, so grateful for like to be able to walk the girls to school on a nice sunny day, going back to work, yeah. going to get a coffee after 18 I days. I was going to say, how long were you in isolation? 18 days? Yeah. 18 days of isolation. Like I might not seem long to some, but far out with four oh kids my gosh, at home. It is sick. <laughs> yeah. It is so, so long. So I'm so grateful for all those little moments now and just being able to go back to work at the gym and train and it feels amazing. Absolutely. I um we've been not in COVID isolation, but the boys have both been sick and we've been locked up for a couple of weeks too. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Getting out and about like I'm every chance I got I would be like Scott you're staying home I'm going out even just yep. like you I'm said going, I volunteer I'll, I'll, do, I'll volunteer. do the coffee pick up today <laughs> yeah. yes I'll go get the shopping we only need one thing that's fine I'm going let me out please they climb the walls it's crazy and then I feel like I'm starting to climb the walls and go crazy mm-hmm. yep the girls especially the yesterday when I went back to work um Riley had such a big day like stimming wise she just didn't wasn't eating was throwing her food was like the light switches on and off and everything um Justin had such a hard day Mm. with her and I said to him you gotta remember she has just done 
couple of weeks in yeah. isolation already, yeah. then had two days back at school and now he's kind of back in isolation being on holidays. Yes. Like we haven't done a lot yes, that's yet. Yes, a great, only, good what, point. Two. Yeah. So I'm like, they've, they were so good for that isolation period. So you've got to give her a little bit of leeway. Yeah, it's interesting you say that. I haven't even thought of that. Like Jack's been... I shouldn't say a little turd, but he has <laughs> um, over the Been past. a little bit harder than normal. Yeah, like going out, he is doing, he's being so naughty. I shouldn't yep. say naughty again, but he's being disobedient and yep. Yep. doing the opposite of everything I tell him to do. Like he's literally been running, trying to run straight on the road. Like that's how. No. And I'm going, what is going on? But maybe it is because he's just been so stuck at home. Yeah, for to, so long. Yeah, needs to like burn some energy and burn energy but in the right way Mm. that's like Riley we're still trying to learn like how we can help her through her stims Mm. how we can like we're still learning because our OT said like when they do that they're either there's always a reason so they're either hungry thirsty tired they're getting sick or something else is going on there's always a reason why they act out like that and we're like okay does she need a fresh nappy no she hasn't weaved yet because she hasn't drunk any water is she thirsty probably but she won't freaking drink any water Mm -hmm. is she hungry probably but she won't eat anything either so it's like it's like we're still trying to learn boredom as well like you said yeah yeah being so isolated and stuck inside for so long Yeah. yeah Maybe I should be it's more patient. Learning, Kev. <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh, it's so it hard is. to not be. It gets to a point where you're like, okay, I've fucking done everything. Oh. Like, what else do you want me to do? I mean, I've been parenting for six years and last night I forgot to put a nappy on Jack when I put him to oh, bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Did he wet the bed? Yeah, he's still fucked oh, up dear. even six years later. No, so do you know what? It was only at 6 a.m. that he called out, Mummy, Mummy, and I went in there. Uh-huh. He, he normally does it about 6 a.m., so I went in there to yeah. lay with him and he goes, I'm all wet. And I immediately oh. went, oh, shit. Because uh, he doesn't oh, wear a nappy great. during the day. So yeah, I just had a brain fart. It was a busy night. Scott's on call this week, so I'm not my usual. There's a lot going on. Yeah, I've got was dinner, there, bedtime. There was no poo, though? Routine all of my, nah, he never poos overnight. But he well, he doesn't poo, full stop. He doesn't poo <laughs> anyway, I should no. know that. He's like he, Riley. He constipates himself and then, hmm. but, but anyway. You never know. I wonder, Scott's like, well, maybe he actually didn't wee all night and, he just did a morning wee and I was like, oh, that's maybe he is sort of trying to hold on overnight. Who knows? Trying to hold on overnight. Whether he just did wee so all night and didn't even wake to it. Who knows? Oh, yeah. Who knows? But so his whole bed is in the wash today. And Lovely. Is the weather okay there? No, nah, it's terrible. I said, well, this is a good excuse to go and buy some flannelette sheets because it's oh, freezing exactly. here now. So I'm going to go do that today. Yep. yep. Go off to Kmart, treat yourself yes. to something else. Yep. All right. Anyway. Let's get into, we want to read some reviews actually. Um, So many of you have spent the time to go either onto our podcast platforms or your podcast apps and write a review. A lot of you are sending us messages, um, replying to our stories with so much beautiful feedback that we wanted to. So much. Yeah, give it back to you guys and say thank you and read some of your beautiful words that you've written especially about Grecian's first episode so when she shared her Mm. story um, there was a lot of love did you feel the love I felt the love definitely like tearing up thinking just how me sharing our story has helped so many others and that is the whole reason why I started sharing our journey in the first place just to make that one person feel not so alone if they're going through something similar if they've got something that they can feel the same that I go through I'm trying to think of the word it's relatable is that the yes word that's yeah. the word yeah not even that like I think there was one person who said that they are learning so much from you like I don't you know yep. they didn't have um an, an understanding of everything that you'd been through or an understanding of how it can affect someone so even just for those it's we're not just sharing for our audience obviously that's mm-hmm. our big <laughs> big niche but um there are those few that are listening that aren't even I know someone who listens who doesn't even have children and she's like this is just such a good insight for me to know how to approach other people who are experiencing difficulties so yeah it's really special such a huge range of listeners as well with so many different um adversities and we love hearing your stories as well so keep them coming yeah please so um The first one, I'm going to read one out. Someone has said, oh, my God, you got me addicted. Four podcasts today. (laughs) 
she said, I listened to the introduction of Amy and Emma and then your beautiful story, Grecian, and the struggles your family has had and then the heartbreak of Jade and Toby as well. She said, my youngest was born with in utero deficiency, but I was very lucky to keep her baking for 37 weeks. I also wow. had a uterine bleed at 12 weeks. Just made me reflect on my girls. Even my eldest's birth was traumatic. It was not really a talked about subject back then. So I'm glad that it is now. Keep up the great work and can't wait to listen to more. Amazing. And it is yeah. so true that so many years ago, not even mm. that many years ago, it just wasn't talked about. It was so taboo. Any yeah. tr- sort of birth trauma. It was just like, you've had the baby now put it aside, you just need to take care of it. Yeah, like, and IVF no as check-in. well, that was never, infertility no. wasn't talked about. I mean, we're getting better. Sh- I think social media, yeah, social media has a big influence on that. I think lots more people are coming out and sharing their stories, which is really important. Definitely, definitely. But, yeah, it was very, I mean, it's, certain topics are still very taboo, but I think we're we're getting better. Getting there. Yeah. yeah. Um, another one, <clears throat> let me see, I've got so many. <laughs> She said, I love Raw so much. I can't stop listening to it and I tell everyone I know about it as it has helped me a lot with my mental health and feeling a sense of belonging even though you are all practically strangers to me. Again, being able to relate to, relate to people yeah. that you've never met. Yeah. Such yeah. an amazing feeling. Like my heart, just hearing those words, like it's mm. just, yeah, I've got, I've got no words. It's so nice to hear. Yeah. And people are, we've got lots of new listeners here, thanks to you, Grecian, and they're all binging from the start. So that's beautiful <laughs> so too. Good. Yeah. Isn't that amazing to hear that they're not just coming on and listening to one or two, they're starting yep. right from the start. Yeah. You had a couple written down? Yes. So loved listening today, Grecian and Amy. You've both been a part of our Prem Twin journey. I'm really looking forward to more future episodes. So obviously with your Miracle Mama you support yeah. so many, so, so many families going through their own journeys. And it's so nice that people have come from both platforms. Yeah, I think a lot of people have followed us both for quite a long time, probably from yep. the start with your twins. Um, yep. Obviously, a lot of people introduced to you guys through my page yeah. and the milestone cards. And so it's yep. nice to see those people. There are a few of those actually that knew both of us and were excited that we'd come together come so, together yeah yeah so, so nice yeah. um what else is there I I nodded laughed and welled up with tears multiple times I related yeah. so much to this pod and especially Grecian's story as I too have followed her for quite some time because she is also a premi twin mama what a sense of relief knowing that even though years have passed since the NICU days that I'm not alone with all the feels I still continue to have yeah I think that was actually beautiful Ashley who was on our yep. Insta Live. Yeah, was it? Yeah. Yep. Um, she feels so heard and like she can relate so heavily now. And, and supported. Yeah. Yep. And that she's not alone in this whole journey. I just love she was like, this has been so great, the Insta Live. She's like, let's yep. do this again sometime. I just, yeah. 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 Whereas we were so nervous. We're like, I don't know if people are going to like it. But then hearing that feedback. Mm. Yeah. And just the like. We've got, you know, some very loyal listeners who have been here from the very start and every Monday, as soon as the episode drops, they're listening. So it just, yeah, I can't even, yeah, just warms my heart. So much. Yeah. Um, I think I've got one more I want to read. Yep, go for it. My partner and I are on our way to, I won't say which, but a children's Mm -hmm. hospital with our little man and we've just listened to your raw podcast. Thank you for sharing your journey. This one was directed at you, Grecian. It was actually really nice to listen to it with my partner so that he could too see that there are people out there going through similar journeys to us. So many things in the podcast, we were like, wow, that sounds so familiar. And I've said so many of the same things over and over. Thank you again for sharing and all the best being co-host. Hope your beautiful babies recover soon and you get to be home as a family soon. Look after yourself, Mama. That was obviously when you guys it were was in hospital. Well. See, I'm tearing up now. Like yeah. just hearing, even though I've read that, it just mm. hearing it out loud again yep. makes everything worth it. Yes. Yep. Tearing up. Eh. And all those tears you shed and behind yep. closed doors, um, knowing that people are, yeah, they even knowing that you're you're seen and that you're not alone. Yeah, <laughs> you know, oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely helps me like, too. We've got this. Yeah, we've got this. You know, community behind us as well that have got our backs, which is just beautiful. Yeah, yeah. blows me away. I can't even. Yeah. 
We also had some lovely feedback from Georgie on Insta. Um, it was actually Georgie who suggested the topic that we're going to talk about for today. Um, but she also said something that hit really hard for me. She was talking about how she'd had people ask her, you know, why her daughter was on a lead, um, referring to her oxygen cord. And lots of older people say, what's wrong with her or will she get better? Like quiet, you know, confronting, confronting comments. Yeah. yeah. And then they sort of make everything awkward when she says that it's unlikely that she'll grow out of it. Um, she said that people can't just sit with the discomfort. Medical mums spend a lot of time making other people feel comfortable with their ch- child's illness rather than the other way around. And that just struck a chord with me. It is so true. Yeah. Um, so, so true. How many times I've felt like I have had to almost shield and protect people around me from what we go through. Mm-hmm. Um I have someone quite close to me who I've just decided that I'm no longer going to talk to them about Jack um, because it affects that person quite deeply and it makes her feel uncomfortable, you know, because it doesn't make me feel uncomfortable what we live through every day. Like, yeah, right. it just, uh, and then she she almost makes me feel bad with being okay about what we have to do for Jack, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like I really have any other choice but to do it. I don't know. It's just... But I do. I filter my conversations with her to protect her, which just seems It's crazy. Ridiculous. Absolutely yeah. crazy. Yeah. I mean, this is my life. It's it's hard not to talk about your kids and their yep. differences when you live and breathe that every day. 24-7. Um, yeah. Like and it's why people can't there. just sit with you and feel the feel the feels and the emotions and feel uncomfortable for a minute just so that you can feel yep. s- supported. Yeah. Just that's something that's yeah, I just had to read that out and I know a lot of people will be nodding along saying yes. Yep, I know, I am exactly, nodding along. <laughs> that's exactly what I did when I read it. I was like, yes. Yep, yep. and she worded it so well. Yes. The, it that, made that one both line. of us stop and think yep. like, wow. Yeah, they can't just sit with the discomfort. I think, no. that, and I said that needs to be like our tagline. Yep. <laughs> yep. Just sit with the discomfort. Just sit with me, next to me, <laughs> yeah. with the discomfort, please. Yeah, and hold space for that and you know that's okay okay with that yeah 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 anyway moving on so today we're going to talk about navigating winter with a vulnerable child Mm. which is so real and raw for every single person right now because we are in the thick of it oh just literally so many people right now have sick kids at home in hospital like going back to back sickness it's yeah what a winter already the first winter post-COVID and mm-hmm. post-opening um, up to everything yeah and everyone's going out and about again with germs and no masks and yes yep, yep. all the restrictions are eased and our respiratory doctor told us that it's going to be the worst winter because oh. the flu is terrible and yep. um, people have obviously not been as exposed to all the common viruses over the past couple years so our immune systems aren't probably as good so they're seeing a lot of vulnerable not even vulnerable they're seeing a lot of kids in hospital sick at the moment even just from the common viruses yeah and then rsv is going around i think it's everywhere in australia right now yeah yeah mum life pause interruption hannah came in off you go. Okay. Bye, Hannah. Bye. Bye. <laughs> She's so cute. Oh, they're all so cute. I just want. I just want to take one of your girls. Just <laughs> can I just have please. one of them, please? <laughs> please. Okay, where are we up to? Winter is triggering and shit. Yes, and it brings a shitload of anxiety. I know for so many people, mm-hmm. parents, even the kids, like. Yeah. And he hates sanitising. And I'm like, please just sanitise. Please sanitise. Yeah. And I'm like trying to explain it because she's obviously at a good age that that's yeah. how we stop the spread of germs. And if you cough into your hand and then touch something or touch your sisters, that's how you're going to spread your sickness. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just know leading into winter, you know, it's almost like a, a dread oh, leading yeah. into it. And then when you're in the thick of it, it's just so. You're living day by day. Yep. moment by moment the constant yep. monitoring and worrying especially after Riley's and COVID um, yep. like even now I'm like I'm back to the same moments of being like Riley are you okay can you give me thumbs up like yeah. I don't know how many times a day saying Riley 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 are you okay 
look yeah. at me like and mm. it's I know I shouldn't but after every time she has like an episode or a seizure or something I'm just yeah. so on edge is she and I'm constantly asking Justin is she okay is she off yeah. color are her lips are her lips changing color like is she a bit paler yeah. she hasn't had much water today um surely that can't all be good things, like and then yeah. it's just constantly flowing like and then all those traumatic moments come back and it's like you've got to stop that she's okay right yeah. now but it's yeah. still the monitoring if she changes color all right I'm going to get the pulse oximeter out and just just check her surely yeah. she's okay like yeah but trying to stop that is so and hard. yeah well there's there's no there's no mental break from that unfortunately oh, no that's, that's I think that's something that we don't realize that we're doing so differently to other parents yeah like, I think we're quite alone in that I don't think other parents who haven't had the experiences that we've had well they probably don't need to as much as we do but no they're sick and um, they're obviously on edge a little bit but but that constant monitoring and I you know sometimes I sit there and I count Jack's respirate and Mm -hmm. no one else is doing that like it's just (laughs) no no one else is putting a pulse oximeter on and checking their sats like it's just it's more intense and I think because we have seen the worst of it that our mind goes there straight to the worst straight Straight, away straight to that thing fuck is she gonna be like with her episode in the car for COVID yeah Yeah. when she went in I was like is she gonna be explain that to those who, who haven't heard so when she had COVID um the morning she was just to be off I checked her out she was sitting on me and she was like 90 92 percent oxygen and like yeah. that's obviously very low for a wake um and should be at least 95 and over um and I called Justin back because he was meant to be going back to work that day so he was halfway to work and I called him and he's like nah just see how she goes just monitor for the next hour and I was like no that mum instinct like you yeah, know you know that right that mum yep. instinct yep. absolutely um, I was like, no, something's not right. Like she shouldn't be sitting this low and this fatigued. So we took Addie to school and then was trying to get up to the Perth Children's Hospital. But we had to kind of pull off where Fiona Stanley is um, along the freeway. So it was about halfway um, because her sats were sitting like she was kept dropping. So she kept desatting into the 80s. Um, We had the pulse oximeter on her. And then at one moment I lost the pulse oximeter. There was no sats at all. Um, I couldn't get any, but she was just grey. I've never seen her so grey. Um, usually when she has a seizure, she goes white, like mm. quite floppy and things like that. But yeah. this was just different. So I was off colour. my seat, mm. like blowing on her face, trying to keep her with us because I honestly thought we were losing her. Um, yeah. And it's not the first time she's given us a scare, obviously, and it's not the last, but rushed her into the hospital and I thought, no, nah, she's going to be intubated, like taken to yeah. PCH. She goes straight into that yeah. worst-case scenario mode. That, yep. Yeah, that's all I could think about because yep. I couldn't go in. Justin went in um, with her. But it was just that worst-case scenario. Is she going to be intubated? Is she going to need oxygen? Is she going to be transferred to PCH? How long is she going to be in hospital for? Like what's her sat sitting at now? And I couldn't be there with her and that separation like you must have felt so stressed I felt so bad but obviously Macy needed me at home being a baby and she's very much a mama's girl um and I've always been there with Riley any hospital trip I've been there except I think it was the 36 weeks pregnant when she stayed in for a couple of nights because I couldn't sleep on the (laughs) bloody couch fold out bed (laughs) so it was the only time that I have not been there since that time and but this is again this the reality of the what we what we live like this yep. is we have other children and we you know the other reality of that is you don't want to take other children in I don't know if your hospital's no. relaxed with visitors at the moment but um you know I used to we'd, we'd have James visiting the hospital when Jack mm. was admitted and these days I'm like I don't know if I would do that again depends how long they were in for but trying yeah. to avoid all the germs that are in hospital exactly, yourself that are already the there yeah because that vulnerable child's already exposed and you, you can't just drop everything no yeah you can't um as much as you wish life that was the has case. to go on still <laughs> yeah. so I came home yeah. obviously with the other girls crying my eyes out the whole way home but there was still washing to be done there was still other children to be fed yeah I still yeah. like I still had work to do there was just when it's that quick when they go downhill that quick you don't even have time to arrange other care <laughs> like I'm no. Scott's on call this week and so he's not generally home overnight he's out working and I've that 
I have these anxieties about what I'd need to do if Jack yes, deteriorated. I was like, what would I do with James? Like, would yeah. I just have to call an ambulance? But then what What do I, What does James do? Does do James stay home in with the James? ambulance? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I have that I, all the time. Yeah, like, just do you send your child that, to the hospital alone? Yeah, these, these scenarios that we have to contemplate and even think about and plan for is not, it's not normal. No, it's not normal. And it's people. worse over yeah. winter. Yes. So, so much worse over winter, yeah, like obviously. The hospital bags that are packed and the, yep. yeah, it's just I know many yeah. of our listeners will have that packed as well, ready yeah. to go at all times. Um, yeah. Yep. And then there's a yeah, there's a flow on effect from all of this. So when our vulnerable ones get sick, it's not just missing school and having to take some time off work or cancelling some play dates. And being no. stuck at home, like those those things, you know, they're hard enough in itself, and they matter. Yeah, and they are inconveniences that everyone feels, and it's painful, and no one wants to be stuck at home isolating with Mm-mm. their sick kids. But for us, I just feels like it goes so much further and deeper than that. Like mm-hmm. it even goes deeper than the fact that they're vulnerable and they'll likely end up in hospital. It's then the fallout and the flow on effect from all yep. of that. So, like for us recently, Jack went ten days. Without a tube feed, yay! It was amazing. It so was amazing. Ah, oh, the best ten days ever. <laughs> but then, um, yeah. So we we were weaning him, and for the first time in three years, he finally took enough orally to hydrate him. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, then he got a common cold, so he got rhinovirus, mm-hmm. um, and it meant we were right back to the start. So he's had to go back on full tube feeds, and then on top of this, we have had to watch him constantly for you know risk of aspiration. Yep. His shitty little airways immediately became inflamed and he's on a range of different meds again. Um, We have to do chest physio at home to move the mucus in his damaged lungs that he can't move. He's missed multiple therapy sessions and all of this combined sends him backwards. Like this is the flow on effect that I don't think people, you know, even your family and your friends can recognise because it just happens behind the scenes yep. um yeah and everyone's like oh yeah but they're back at school now they're doing well aren't they they're fine they're healthy now right I'm like yeah but mm. like rally now we're struggling again so much with their fluid intake yes struggling yep. with food struggling and the with stimming the, like you said like it all, yeah it all oh. piles up and and the lack um, of therapies as well over that time that you have to cancel. So now yeah. we're trying to make that up over the school holidays because we were going to have a break over school holidays just to give Riley some yeah. time away from and all the some therapies. Time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, we're doing double sessions this week and next week because yeah. she has lost so much strength, so much weight. Like, yeah. And it's going to take a while to get back get to back. Yeah. I want to say normal in inverted commas. Like, well, back to her normal. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, you add in hospital trips. We had a couple ho- hospital trips with Jack mm-hmm. recently and you add on the medical trauma of that and then working through that, um, even working through that while he's sick is hard because oh, yeah. you can't do all the normal things you would do to work through that, like all the fun things. And yep. and then this morning, so I had to email Jack's specialist to say that it's now, unfortunately, four weeks of a chronic wet oh. cough, which for us is... With time. his lung damage, it's yep. um that's their cutoff. That's four weeks is no good to have mm-hmm. a wet cough. And he'll likely be on antibiotics and be watched very closely, probably need chest x-rays. And if the antibiotics don't clear it up, this could mean a hospital admission for us for IV antibiotics and tune-ups. And, yep. Like it's just this stuff that people don't. They're not aware yeah. of. Yeah. I mean, I know lots of our community will be nodding along saying, yeah. But, um, but it's just those family and friends that. Yeah. yeah, I don't even know the right words for it. I wish more mm. people were a bit more understanding about it or had awareness, hence why we're sharing it. Yeah, and I think that it's just they're, na- that they're naive. I didn't know about all of this until it was no. my life. No. Um, but that's where, yeah, like you said, raising awareness and education. And that's why I hope eventually we can get people listening to this that aren't just our community because mm-hmm. it's important. It's so important, definitely. Yeah. And being made to feel like overcautious or unreasonable when we ask people to stay away if they're sick or yes. if they have been sick that week. Like I'm just like yeah. constantly, even with family outings and catching up for birthdays, I'm like, has anyone been sick? And then you get mm. there and someone's got a bit of a snotty nose and you're like, fuck, like are the girls going to catch anything? Yeah. 
Like, yeah. oh, really? Like I just asked but you didn't say anything? Like were you not telling me? Yeah, we always get, oh, it's just the childcare snot. They all have it. Yeah. We, it, ne- yeah. it never goes away. And I was like, mm. it's just It's just a baby thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure that that's true. But anyway. <laughs> no, but there's, there's a point where you're like, okay, I can't, I can't stop. Oh, I just, I'm over fighting or like yeah. arguing with you about that stuff. I'll just be quiet and deal with it but we do we're made we're made to feel like we're defending ourselves mm-hmm. like we shouldn't have to defend ourselves that like, surely the people around us have seen the impact that it has on us yeah. like this after this many, many times, years yeah how many times do we have to say a simple cold will land us in hospital yeah even um, yeah <sighs> even four years later from the girls like same thing and I'm yeah. so over saying it yeah and like that comment I freaking hate it oh don't wrap them in cotton wool mm-hmm. <laughs> I hate that saying because before Jack, I wasn't this mum. I didn't have to be, you know. I wish so desperately that I could just let him jump in puddles and go to play cafes. Like we don't stay home and send ourselves stir crazy for the fun of it. This isn't fun for me. I'm not. Oh, (laughs) like it's just. I wish I could take the girls to a play centre. I think they were three before they went to a play centre, whereas Addie Mm. was probably less than one when we went to a play center and we used to do all these activities and go to the library she used to do dancing she used to do swimming Mm. but I can't do that with the girls because if they do then they're going to get sick they're going to pick something up and it's like this like the snowball effect and then it starts all over again yep yep and like this another comment is um oh built you need to build up their immune system don't get me started on that one doesn't have an immune Mm -mm. system (laughs) Exactly. Like he's been diagnosed with immune deficiency. No matter yep. what we do, he's yep. not going to build that. Nope. He's getting bloody immunotherapy to build I'm his like immune bang system. bang my head against the wall right now. <laughs> How <laughs> hard is it for people, for people to understand? And, like, the same goes with premies, you know. There's a reason the doctors tell you when you leave hospital with your premature baby to stay home until mm-hmm. they're immunised and until they're, um, you know, at least six weeks corrected because they don't have an immune system. They have system. No, nothing, no backup. <sighs> yeah, yeah. It's just like, like you said, it's just we could. Uh, yeah, literally, head, we're both yeah. banging, banging our heads yeah. against our hands right now. That, oh. And I guess I just, I just constantly have to remind myself that all of this stuff that we do, that we just do as our, you know, our norm. It is just our <laughs> life. It's our norm. It's not the norm for everyone. Um, no. Yeah, like we would have had at least one or two hospital admissions every winter for the last six years since James was born. Like that's not normal. And that takes its toll though yeah. on your mental health. And we just go, oh, yeah, another winter, another admission. But most families mm-hmm. don't do this. Like an admission <laughs> for them, if they ever even have one, is rare. Um, yeah. And it's huge and it should be huge. Like I'm not downplaying anyone else's. Um, no. I know how shit having sick kids is even if they're not vulnerable. But they, I think they, that's when they finally realise, like, fuck, how do you do this so many All times? All the time. Yeah. All the time. I have that message quite often, actually, people, like, saying. Yeah, okay. Well, that's nice that um, they're acknowledging that. Yeah. yeah, that I've just been in hospital with my child. Like, I don't know how you do it. It's that I don't know how you do it. And it's like, we just have to. That's mm. just our, like you said, our norm, our everyday yeah. life. Yeah. And there's no escape, like. Mm-mm. there's no building immune systems or it just doesn't happen none doesn't work that, that way no none of that especially with older siblings at school oh, <laughs> and yes. now the girls going to school as well I am terrified for next term <laughs> this could be another banging my head against a brick wall but yeah uh... but then what do you do I don't want to keep all the girls home for winter because then I'll go crazy as well oh you can't <laughs> you'd love to protect them but they need they need they need it uh, as well. They do. And they, you know, they essentially need an education. Oh, definitely. Um, and I don't think I could homeschool. That's mm. just me. I don't think. Like if I had to, obviously I would. But many people have actually asked, would you homeschool them? And I'm like, I don't think I could. If I had to, then, yes. But they're missing out on social side. Like they still do need that aspect yeah. of it. And not just that, like then – there's a flow on effect from that mm-hmm. as well. Like you need to work and have yep. your own time. Like I'm already drowning in um, all the things. I can't yeah, imagine adding, yeah. adding homeschool even on top just, of that. Yeah, even just I only get, I'm lucky if I get, you know, one day um, to myself 
a week and most of the time that one day is spent working. Yep. So I can't imagine, yeah, you know. So hats off to anyone out there that does homeschool. You are amazing. Especially with special needs. With special needs. Who already, you already probably don't get much yeah. support and care for yourself. That's just, yeah, yeah amazing. Yeah. And like, yeah, the, uh, you know, James with school, again, talking about how everyone's getting a bit lax with germs. It's mm-hmm. just they've had everything go through. We're having round two of COVID Ooh, go through our no, school now and no, there's no. been gastro. I know. And he's James has been sick for nearly the same time as Jack, so about four weeks mm. with just this chesty thing that he can't move. And, you know, I'm – I don't know if it's just me, but I'm very strict on not sending James to school if yeah. he's even still got a something a cough. Like, yeah, because yeah. um, I don't want people to yeah think that that's okay. Exactly, I don't yeah. think that's okay, and I don't want people to send yeah. their kids with a cough. Just like yeah, so it's oh, but it's hard because with James, he doesn't he doesn't recover quickly he's one of these kids it's, I think and it it's lingers just, yeah it lingers and he can go four weeks with this cough he's got asthma um and he wouldn't be contagious but I'm still that mum that goes nah if you've got any of these symptoms, symptoms I still I'm just a stickler for it because I've seen the effect mm-hmm. the other side of it where I can't imagine making someone else's kids sick because I didn't keep them home an extra couple of days but exactly I'm the same yeah but I'm very lucky if my kids ever stop coughing after a virus within you know, a week or two, like it just bring on summer, just, bring on summer just, it lingers, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. I saw a quote circulating on social media uh, and it said, if you send your kids to school sick, I will judge you. Yeah. I saw that. Yep. <laughs> it's, I, I think I said it to you. I was like, yep. this is me a hundred percent. It infuriates yep. me. So I think that's why I'm so strict as well is because I just, you don't want to be that person. Well, and then, it, and then it is, it's James yep. ends up missing you know, up to four weeks of school with a common cough because of that person. Mm. Yep. And I know we can't avoid it. And I know that you don't, people don't always know that their kid's sick. No. And it is, it's more, I think it's more if you know your kid's sick and you send them, that's when it. Mm. They don't think of the impact of it will have yeah. potentially on other yeah. children around them. And I keep going back to, oh, yeah, but, you know, if it's a single mum and they've got no other choice, like, there's all these things. I know it's – I'm just so selfish. <laughs> I sound so selfish. But no, but it, it can be I hard for be. people. Mm, but, yeah, yeah, we have to we have to be yeah. selfish because of our children and what they've been through. Yeah. Yes. Amen. Yeah. So recently we asked our listeners how they manage winter or if they had any tips or tricks, and so many of you could relate to that feeling of anxiety over winter that high on edge Mm -hmm. scary some of you called it scary some explained it as being that high alert 24 7 which is so spot on yep yep that was pretty much the like overarching theme I think of what everyone's been on edge just living living waiting when someone said scary I was like wow that really puts it into perspective doesn't it Mm -hmm. like it is it's um you're fearful (laughs) of the of anything happening yeah. To your child. Yeah. So many of you like us have been affected in a big way this year. Germs are just everywhere. They're on steroids this yeah. year after COVID. <laughs> yeah. It's like everyone else is getting their freedom now. Meanwhile, we're all more fearful of the basic cold than we were before. And I know I am because yeah. three months ago, yeah. basic cold gave Riley her first seizure in a couple of, oh, a couple of months. So yeah. it just sets us back. Yeah, and that's like when our respiratory specialists, when they're saying that it's going to be a shit winter, you kind then of go, you know. well, yeah. Oh, crap. And you do. And that's why when we, when we saw him, he's like, here's a script for antibiotics. Here's a script Ready for steroids. Here's a script for his preventer and his ventilator. Oh, and he's like, just have it all there. And you know what? We've used every bloody single one of them so of far. Course. So, yeah. I'd be surprised if he didn't. Yeah. Yeah. But that's like we... You know, we sort of now that he's getting that bit older, I'm like, right, this is going to be a good winter for us. He's getting older, he's getting stronger, His lungs are getting but better. Yeah, like, but we're trying to do that, yeah. say that as well. We're like, yeah, but she's yeah. four or four now. Yeah. And then next year, yeah. when they'll be at school full time, they'll be five. And hopefully, because when do their lungs regenerate? They say eight mm. by the time they're eight or whatever. I'm like, oh, we're they? still a few know. years <laughs> off. That's what that's what all the NICU doctors used to say to us. Yeah, by the okay. time they're eight, their cells in their lungs will regenerate and they should be stronger. And I'm like, hmm. Yeah. Okay, okay. I've still got a few more years, apparently. Yeah, we'll that's see. That's a long time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll see how yeah. we go. 
Yeah. Yeah. And we've got like, it's always on the back of my mind, Jack's lung damage, which is his is irreversible. And I'm like, every time he gets that, when it, when it hits his chest, I'm like, are we doing more? Like, I just panic that we're doing more damage. And that's why they're so strict on, you know, him starting antibiotics straight away. I'm like, I just don't want, he's meant to be, because we've picked this up so early, his bronchiectasis, they're like, we should be able to like prevent any further damage. Mm-hmm. And if we're lucky, we may be able to see even some slight improvement. Yeah. Um, but it just, that's always, again, that's why I'm so stre- I stress because I'm like, what if it's doing more damage and what if I'm exactly. not? Exactly. What about all these sickness and coughing and like, yeah. is that doing more damage yep. to his tiny lungs? Yep. Like- I just keep wishing I could see in there and know what was going on. Yeah. <laughs> just- <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So basically every one of you said that you just stay home and don't go anywhere during winter, which is so sad. Um, But that's the reality, I guess. But it's just so unfair. And it brings another element of guilt too. Like someone said, we just don't socialise. And that just breaks my heart. How isolating is that? So isolating. Yeah. Yeah. And you think of, again, you think of the guilt we feel as mums for that. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to be able to take the girls out or to parties or to wherever, but. Mm. I'm protecting you. I really am. Yeah. And like for me personally, winter affects my mood as well. Oh, 100%. Like it's, the more you stay at home, the more lazy and shit you feel and unmotivated. And it's really hard to pull yourself out of that. You know, even just a week inside with sick kids is draining. But to do that like all winter, oh, it seriously affects winter. my mental health. I said to yep. Scott a couple of days ago, I'm like, I feel so blah. I feel so mm-hmm. flat. I don't even have the energy for the smallest you know, the smallest little things. Like in the morning, I'm like, do I have to really get dressed to do school drop-off? Yeah. <laughs> no one will judge you. But you do. And then because you're wearing like, you're just wearing your dags Daggy all day. Clothes, so, and yeah. you, like I don't bother with my hair and my makeup. I just feel crap. I hate winter. <laughs> yeah. That's why, honestly, I try and get dressed every morning, yeah, make my bed. It's important. Have yeah. a coffee. Like those little micro moments of, okay, yeah. I've got a little bit of my shit together today. Yeah. Like... Okay. And when we are, well, I do make an effort of leaving the house. It's not like I don't leave the house or socialise. I'm just really strict about what we do. Yes. Um, so, like, we'll do lots of walks to the parks with big jackets and stuff on. Outdoors, fresh air, yep. sunshine. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be play cafes, but it's just doing something different. Um, even just t- taking the boys out the back if it's not raining mm-hmm. and letting them jump on the trampoline or play in the sand pit and go and have a bath after like just letting yep. them be kids in their own to a point in their own hopefully. way yeah 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 a lot of you said you don't go to larger public places dirty places or busy indoor areas for example don't attend the kids parties and play cafes exactly like us yeah. some of you even minimize catching up with family and friends and I know I do this a lot ever since the girls came home I yeah. have been so so cautious um, who comes, how many people come into the house, yeah. you sanitise as you come in, you zoom, you must zoom your hands so at least I know you've got that on there. Um, yeah. Like Just doing the littlest, like the little things to prevent it as much as you can. Like, as much as we can control. Yeah, And then I know right, I've yeah. done what I can control. Yeah, because it. you can't control other people, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, as much as I wish you could. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah. no. But again, no one else is having to do this. And it breaks my heart that it's always the vulnerable ones who miss out. Like there should be some sort of roster (laughs) where we get to all do this stuff. We'll take turns. Like Yes. I love that. Yeah. Like we should figure out some sort of a um for a week, all you guys with your germs can go out and (laughs) you guys all catch up and do everything and then it's gonna give this place a big clean. And then we can have our little turn. Because it's (laughs) it is true. Ours our kids are the ones that miss out all the time mm-hmm. yeah and then like we said you just can't trust other people so no. one of our listeners said that she had a friend come around and he was coughing so she asked if he was sick and he said it's okay I don't have COVID oh. I just tested negative oh, it's like shiver <laughs> he's still obviously sick with something it's like people don't realize that there is more than just COVID to be cautious of but there's just no consideration until something terrible happens but even then I think all of our friends and family have seen mm-hmm. the terrible stuff happen and it just it still doesn't still sink doesn't in. sink in. And I'm not um, again I'm not putting everyone into the same box. I know a lot of people have very considerate friends and family, but there's always yeah. there's always there's one always a few. there that there's, just yeah. Yeah, yeah one or always, two that just 
you're just again you're banging your head against a brick wall like how many times do I have to tell you yeah 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 and that weight of constantly trying to protect them that it almost feels like we've failed or let them down when they get sick and we just so desperately want to protect them yeah the guilt just comes down onto us doesn't it as parents all the time even other people that you can't control and then the guilt falls on you because your child ended up getting sick Mm -hmm. (sighs) that flow on effect starts all over again (laughs) yeah and yeah, it's not surprising that winter brings extra monitoring for this community. So a lot of us have extra equipment that others wouldn't have. So for example, oxygen monitors mm-hmm. and stethoscopes. Some people even have oxygen as a backup at home or increase their child's oxygen requirement when they're sick. All of this is done at home. Like This is a pressure on us, like a weight on our shoulders and that, that comes with this. And the mental load that this has on us is beyond mothers. Like we are, we're carers as well. And I'd almost go as far to say, that some of us are as good as medical experts yeah. when it comes to our kids' <laughs> conditions. Like, you know, I, I almost just ring the doctor and be like, so this is what's happening and this is what he needs. Yeah. I literally did that with our doctor with COVID. I was like, I think yeah. she needs a round of steroids. He's like, well, we don't usually do three three days of it anymore. We usually just do one. And I was like, ah, uh, no, I'll be doing three. Like, he's yeah. like, I know you will be. Like, yeah. he was just he was just kind of nodding along and he's like, here's the script, here's this. How like, funny. My GP said the exact same thing. He goes, look, they're recommending just one dose now, but. Why is that? Off topic, know, but just, like, why is that? I think there's been research. But my GP was so on board. He was just like, yeah, I don't I don't know if I agree with it yet. Let's just yeah. do the three, three days, especially if you're still seeing symptoms. Like, exactly. Yeah. No, I'm glad it's not just us. Yeah. <laughs> It's just the just the conversations I have with my GP. When I go in there, he just knows that he's just there to agree just, with what I yeah, say. Yeah, just to agree with you. <laughs> yeah, but it's so nice to have that relationship. I hope I hope people of most people that are in our position have someone like that. Some sort of medical, at least one yeah. medical professional, just one that they can trust that yep. you can go to and that will listen to you. Because there's nothing worse than trying to fight for something that you know needs to be done or that is right like when my doctor's booked out I just cringe Panic. at the thought yeah, of going like, to someone go to else. else no yeah do they understand yeah. are they going to agree are they are they going to actually give us that script like yeah or I just go straight to the respiratory specialist instead because at the end of the day that's their the job dog. Like, yep yeah and everyone's like oh you can't you know you can't be emailing a consultant I was like yes I can be yep <laughs> you know that's that's their job <laughs> yeah exactly yeah Yeah. So going back to older siblings, one of our listeners put it perfectly and said, trying to find the balance of hibernation and still letting the older siblings do sport and see friends is a mental juggle for sure. I know I feel this because the amount of times Addie has missed out on parties and activities and stuff. And I feel so guilty, Mm. so, so guilty because she, she didn't ask to be put into this place like this spot in between her siblings that we can't take anywhere and we've got a baby and yeah just that guilt sits really it it sits really hard yeah I'm the same with James like we we still he does a lot um he does dance he does Oz kick he does swimming I, I try not to restrict his stuff but then you are, you're exposing yourself, aren't you? You're expo- mm-hmm. Him doing all that stuff is exposing him to germs and then Jack to germs. But, yeah, it's, it's just that balance. You know, we always relate vulnerability, especially in the premie community, to the babies and the little ones, but there's so many medically complex kids who are still at risk in school as well. Um, so, like James, I wouldn't call him vulnerable, but he still does get hit harder with the viral stuff and with his asthma and then Jack will likely be one of those kids in school too with his lungs. Um, but they have, like we were saying earlier, they have to go to school. Um, and then you can no longer rely on or trust other people to do the right thing. Like it's out of your control. Oh, then. they're out of the control. Yeah. Like with the girls starting school this year, like five days a fortnight. I was mm. so scared. I was shaking. Like I've, yeah. they've never done daycare. They've never, I've never left them with anyone apart from like a few people, like our neighbour yeah. that I trust yeah. and our family. Yeah. Like I was terrified. I didn't uh like <laughs> I was like, are yeah. they gonna call me? Can I can I sit outside the gate and watch them? Like yeah. are they gonna make sure they wash yeah. her hands? Are the kids gonna yeah. cough on her? Like are they gonna 
lick things they're kids like yeah and you have to like you have to kind of give up some of that control but it's really really hard when you've lived that life for so long Mm -hmm. um you almost you need to trust the teacher's going to do the right thing as well if they're a sick no, but are they past. it's like oh mm. are they going to do the right they thing they did for a while they did with covid yes but yes then and I think now it's like... very quickly become again everyone's relaxing and so their rules have too and yeah yep. i don't know i remember i'll never never forget that when i dropped james off at kindy like for his first week of kindy um there was another mum there with she'd had a premie and vulnerable kids and there was a kid coughing in the corner like cough 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 and we just were looking at each other because we could we just knew yeah yeah both had that same look yeah and we're just looking at each other like is this for real and this was before COVID yeah so no one was even batting an eyelid to this kid coughing in Mm -hmm. the corner and then this this other mum actually questioned the kindy teachers about it you know that night at pickup and they said oh that 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 little boy has this chronic chronic cough that's asthma and we just felt like that is not a chronic like I've got asthma yeah. kids yeah that was a very much snotty um sick not a tight like. yeah not a tight wheezy cough that was no. definitely but you know what what can you do apart from saying look I'm not comfortable with that it's but then it's up to you but it is then it's up to it's you up to, to take us. your bloody kids exactly. out isn't it it's up to us to <sighs> keep our kids home so that's what I mean ne- next term with Riley like do I keep Riley home do I keep Hannah mm-hmm. home? Do I keep all three home? But then they're all missing out. Like I can't do that to Addie and then I can't just send Hannah because mm-hmm. then Riley's missing out then she's going backwards. But then how much of the term is she going to miss? Yeah. Who knows? Like she missed four weeks. <laughs> There's this, this balance. Like you're trying not to restrict them completely from everything. Like they're still kids and I don't know, I'm, I'm probably a bit, I'm not relaxed about it. I don't know what the word is. I just, I'm pissed off that I have to be it's up the to one. Us. Yeah. Yeah. Like I keep thinking the same with James, but I could never. And he loves school. He loves his friends. I don't, why should he have to miss out because exactly. of that? Why is it always us? <laughs> and then when he gets sick, I whinge about it. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> 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 but like, yeah. I, can you imagine if I said to the school, oh, no, James isn't coming because it's winter. They won't even let that roll. No, out, they won't let like, it roll with how many know. days. That yeah, you have to have a unexplained of days for days attendance or whatever. Yeah, yeah. No. I should just say we're going on a winter holiday at my <laughs> house. <laughs> yeah, for the whole winter. Yeah, send me some work. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just that trying to find that balance, like trying to let them be kids and but uh, yeah, trying to do what we can do to protect them. Yeah, but then that's a the constant juggle. mental battle in itself. Yeah. We should all just move to Queensland. Yeah, just that's what one of our listeners said. Move to Queensland. <laughs> yeah. Solves everything. Nice weather. Or, or another one said, just sell your house, get in a caravan oh. and travel to the warmest oh, parts see, of Australia. We would love to do that. But, again, we can't because Riley needs therapy. She needs to be close yeah. to a hospital. She needs to have all her, like mm-hmm. you, like the whole teams behind her. Yeah. We, ca- we yeah, can't just do that. I wouldn't be given that go-ahead for that, unfortunately. No. Um, like we would, we would absolutely love to, but realistically but the moving the moving to Queensland thing I'm like well we, oh, can, we could do we can that find people up there yeah yeah when we had we obviously went to Cairns recently and I really struggled coming home and not thinking about how our lives would look living yeah. up there and we talked like mum and I talked about it on the pod last week mum I just couldn't move to another state from away from my mum because she's yeah. obviously my biggest support supporter but mum was even like if you needed to do that, I would support you because you would be so much healthier and happier up yeah. there. And like, we'd come for holidays, but I just, No, yeah. it's not the same though. You still need your no. support network. No. Yeah. And like Scott's sister's up there. Like there's lots of things pulling me, but yeah, no. It's, mm. Maybe one yep. day. Maybe. Yeah. We can dream. Yeah. <laughs> well, just, why can't Adelaide be warmer? <laughs> we look pretty good over here in Perth. It's going to be the coldest day night in Adelaide tonight it's gonna to be three degrees oh predicting. goodness me mm. rug up heater on Scott's working too <laughs> good luck to him yeah <laughs> have fun with that have fun with that <laughs> yeah yeah a lot of you mentioned simple things like um these are some tips and tricks suggested by you guys so things like keeping the house warm using humidifiers steam from showers vitamins and probiotics good nutrition fresh air but safely like we mentioned earlier and then just supporting our immune systems in every way possible so we can at least say we tried everything which is it sort is of what that, you said Grecian. Yep, yeah literally trying anything and everything yeah yeah <laughs> and then at least you've ticked all those boxes 
yeah and enforcing that on other people as much as you can without mm-hmm. feeling like a yeah. crazy yeah <laughs> or like something's mentally yeah. wrong with me but yeah there is a little yeah. bit but... it's like they give you they look at you like gosh yeah. i don't care if you judge me right now no nope, no nope. the way it just is. do it yeah. exactly yeah one listener had a really good point that was different and so valuable she said to ask for a plan from your doctors for example to have a good plan in place when they get sick what to do if this happens and when they need to go to ed etc so it can be so individual for each child depending on their background um so having that plan specific to your child in place that can really alleviate some of that anxiety and pressure knowing that you've done what you can you've ticked those boxes like we were saying and you know the next step you know what's coming yeah and that takes some of that decision making you know how we've talked about in the past about second guessing yourself when they should be going to hospital or second guessing is constantly sitting there monitoring them wondering should I be doing this should I be doing that yeah yeah Whereas at least if you've got that plan in place, you've done what you can do. Like with us with Riley that weekend, her sats were lower when she was sleeping. We're like, okay, she's had Ventolin, she's had steroids, we've propped her up, we've chatted to our doctor, we've ticked all those things that they would do straight away in hospital. Yeah. So we can go and be like, this is what we've done if we need to go. Mm. Yeah. And I always remind myself like – I always stress that I'm going to get to ED and look like I'm overreacting. But then mm. I remind myself, no other parent will have done all of no. taken all of the measures, <laughs> all of the preventative measures that I have taken. Like literally or counted respiratory rates, or yeah. Like, yeah. And then I think you know, I have people literally come into ED at work who haven't even given their pan- kid Panadol for a fever. And I'd just go, okay, Amy, this is why you should never second guess yourself yeah, exactly. when you go to ED. This is the other end of the. Um, spectrum is that the yeah word? yeah I'd say so um, yeah so we're yeah. over here and they're over here like. yeah and yeah I still feel so much anxiety about taking my vulnerable kid to hospital who has had all the Ventolin and all the antibiotics yeah. you know like it's ridiculous yeah but having a plan in place is yeah and that's what I was saying before about my GP that I can just go to and I trust him and he trusts me um and I know it's not always easy to find that but even having your specialist write up a plan Um, and some people feel uneasy about asking for that but this is what they get paid for you go in there you advocate who cares what they think of you Um, it's their job to keep your kids safe and Mm -hmm. you're the one that's with your child 24 7 you're the one essentially at the end of the day that is doing the keeping them safe Um, so you should be just as involved and have just as much say and power over all of that yeah definitely Yeah. yeah So it's so important, obviously, to seek mental health support for yourself if you're feeling overwhelmed um, in the last couple of weeks. It has actually been really nice. Um, our physio asked us, like, asked me, am I okay? Like, are you okay? She actually stopped and took the second to ask. I was like, wow, thank you for asking. No, I'm not okay. But, like, I don't, <laughs> I just kind of, you just kind of deal with it. It's not the first time. It's not the last time. Like, yeah. But, really I'm not okay after seeing my child have that episode like yeah but so it's yeah so important to please reach out to someone if you are struggling especially over winter we all know how much harder it is yeah people don't ask enough either like I'm very impressed was it your GP did you physio physio Physio. so Riley's physio yeah which is again not probably the right person but no Riley's physio and she, because she's got that insight, she's yep. got she, she knows that the impact. Yeah, to ask. But this is another thing that a good GP will do. This is what a good GP will do. They will yep. ask how you are, and that's the other reason I like my GP because nearly every time I'm there, he will ask about me. Yeah. Um, and the first thing he says is, "How are you? You know, how how is everything going? It's not just straight into what are you here for? Yeah. Um. Yeah. And if you don't have that again yeah just recognizing in yourself when you need some support and even if if that is reaching out to our Rora's Facebook group Mm -hmm. and writing in there that you're having a shit week I know a lot of that people do that in my Miracle Mama community they'll just sometimes that's their therapy or their release is just talking to someone else who who gets it um but yeah that was actually a tip from one of our listeners about making sure you're looking after yourself, which is so true because we always forget ourselves. It's the last thing we think oh, of. Oh, yeah, the last thing, yeah. like, especially if you're sick as well, like over COVID yeah. for us. Everyone in the house was sick. Everyone had COVID yeah. at one point. Like, And Justin went a couple of days without asking 
like, are you okay, Grecian? He's like, shit, I haven't actually asked, are you okay? I was like, yeah. no, no, I'm not okay. <laughs> but that's the last thing on my mind at the moment. I've kind yeah. of literally pushed all my COVID symptoms aside and I have other children, like I, the children are the first priority, keeping them safe. Yeah. Like, I don't care what happens to me. Well, um, your relationship as well, your relationship gets, but that just shows you yeah. just, I, I'm the same with Scott. Sometimes I'm like, oh, crap. How are you? Yeah, yeah. You're still yeah. there, right? You're still there. Yeah. yeah. And Scott and I, we just batten down the hatches over winter mm-hmm. and we just push through with our heads down. Heads and, down, bums up and just yeah, get through and, it. And on the other side, we'll come up and breathe and look at each other and be like, oh, hello. Ah, there you are. <laughs> yeah. We survived. Uh, Can I have a hug now? Yeah. Um. So I actually wrote a blog a few years ago called Premier Isolation During Winter is No Joke. I reckon I wrote it in 2018, so quite a while now. But um, I share the story of a little girl, Addison, who was born at 28 weeks and she caught a cold, so RSV, from her sister who had caught it at school. Um, Addie developed bronchiolitis and pneumonia and she became so sick that she had to be intubated and ventilated and required continuous resuscitation. So she was ventilated for 15 days wow. with numerous code blues called and Ugh. she very nearly died. Like it is no joke. Um, I get pretty worked up in this blog. <laughs> like It's a good blog. Yeah, fierce, fierce mama Definitely. comes out. Um, I even call the general public uninformed and misguided. <laughs> uh, that's how pissed off I was. But um, if you want to find a way to be stern about winter, but not actually saying the words yourself, yeah. share this blog. So many people have yeah. shared this blog because it really, I think it just pinpoints why our argument, like not that we should have to defend ourselves and make a, an argument about it, but it's just like a not so subtle fucking listen to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's no joke. Yeah. And this, the story of Addie, thank you to her mum for allowing me to share it because she, her point of this was to, so that other people could understand the impact like exactly. that it has like her little girl nearly died because of a common cold and it is one of the nastier colds but it's still, it's still like you said Grecian it is everywhere at the moment RSV yep. yeah like Raleigh was admitted the first two years over winter for a week at a time with it on oxygen yeah. so like I'm wondering yeah. like if she gets it now after COVID like what's COVID done to her lungs how much damage and RSV attacks the lungs yeah that's the one that's had my both of my mm-hmm. boys, not just Jack. James has been admitted with RSV, needing oxygen, um, needing like hourly ventolin. Yep, yep. Um, that's the one virus that will 100% end my boys up in hospital every time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the one that Jack had when he was eight weeks old and was on yep. high flow for a week. And again, like I wouldn't say he nearly died, but he was very close but, to needing inter- intensive yeah. care. And um, that's that's what they think has caused most of his lung damage. He's so, Fuck you, yeah. RSV. <laughs> Yeah, fuck you, winter. Yeah, <laughs> fuck you, sickness. Fuck you, germs. Uh, just want it uh, to be spring. I know. Where's the sunshine? Come on, sunshine. Come on, I just want to wash my sheets. I just want to wash the wet yeah. sheets that Jack kissed in last yeah. night. <laughs> I'd let them dry within, you know, less than twenty-four hours would be nice. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right, we're going to wrap it up. Um, I do want to. There's something important I want to talk about. So. Running for Premature Babies, if you've followed me for a while, you'll know I'm a big, huge support of this foundation. Um, they basically just raise money through um, events like running events, walking events um, throughout over the year to raise money for research and equipment and technology for premature babies. Um, last year I ran – was it last year? Probably two years ago now. Two years ago. I ran I a marathon. Yeah. yeah. Actually ran a marathon, which I'm not a runner. I literally I know, I was so ran, impressed. I ran that marathon and I've never run again. <laughs> <laughs> You're done. You ticked it off your bucket yeah. list. Yeah, and it was on my bucket list, but I'm just it was it's not something I enjoy. Um, but my whole community all over Australia raised sixty five thousand dollars as a group. Um Amazing. Yeah. So anyway, running for premature babies are ho- hosting a kids fun run, which is Aww. I've not been involved with one of these before. So this is exciting. That sounds and like so much fun. Yeah. So it's basically it's on the 21st of August, um, which is a Sunday. And there are multiple locations around Australia. And if you're not near one of these locations, you can just do it virtually. So everyone That's around awesome. the country can be involved. Yeah. So it's being held in, I'll just read out the locations, Sydney, Melbourne, Adelaide, Gold Coast, Noosa. 
or yeah, your very own virtual run. Um, so it's basically, it's very casual, very fun. And it's for the kids ages two to 12. Um, but even then, I think if you've got a one-year-old in a pram, you could obviously do the same thing. Macy can toddle, toddle along. <laughs> yeah, I think the, the whole point of it is just I think they, they go for one or two hours and it's just the kids are to do as many laps or run as far as you can. So it's very casual. You can do it in your own way. You can do it in your own backyard if you like. But obviously Running for Premature Babies website has um, – a page dedicated to this run that you can register your child. You'll get sent a shirt, a Running for Premature Babies little shirt for them. And um, if you attend an event, I think that they all get a medal at the end as well, which is super cute. Um, and obviously the events, the in-person events, you just meet so the many people. community behind it. Yeah. 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 And so many people that have been through the same thing as you. I know in Adelaide, um, there's like a bunch of us that just have come to know each other through, you know, social media. And it's like we know each other. It's like we, you know, we're family. We yeah. just get together and we just chat. And it's almost like this podcast, like you and me, Grish, and you just get together and everyone understands. And yeah, it's everyone really nods along. Yeah. So I will share the link to this, obviously, um, on our social media pages in the coming days after this episode goes live. But, yeah, you just jump on, register your kids, and then you obviously ask your friends and family to donate. That's as simple as it is. Um, and then all of the money goes back into premies. Yep. So that is that. Okay, so over the coming weeks we have a few amazing guests lined up. Um, Grecian and I have got together and got a little schedule happening, haven't we? It's so exciting. A lot of these people have actually come from your um yeah your followers so thank you to everyone who has popped into our inbox and you know shared their story and popped their hand up to be a guest especially those of you who have been listening for a long time we really appreciate our our followers gaining the courage to come go, forward yep, I think I'm gonna yep. do this yeah yeah yep. um so some topics we'll be covering in the following weeks are things like maternal mental health like a diagnosis of a mother um with PTSD and borderline personality disorder and ADHD and obviously parenting through that. Um, another is raising a child with autism and ADHD. And then we've got a mama who is struggling through genetic um, diagnosis and a really rare genetic disorder. So lots of different topics coming. And as always, if you've got anything you want to hear or any people you want to hear from, just let us know. We're very open and yeah. 100%. You don't need to have a huge following. You no. don't need to be famous. You don't need to be anything. You just need to have a short story to share yep. to our beautiful community. Absolutely. Yeah. So as always, guys, please, if you have a minute, rate, review and subscribe on whatever channel you are listening to please rate leave the review if you're able to and share our page the Rora's Facebook page we would love to have as many of you as possible over there sharing your journeys even like Amy said earlier just you're having a shit day just jump onto yeah. the page and share because yeah. I guarantee you you're not the yeah. only one that's having a shit day yeah 100%. absolutely <laughs> And you know what? If someone pops their hand up and writes in a group like that, oh my God, I'm having a shit day, we all just go, oh, I can do oh, that now. I can, yes. yeah, yeah, I can talk about it. I can accept that I'm having a shit day too. Yeah. Yeah. And if you are sending us a message with some feedback, please go and put that feedback somewhere else as well where other people can see it because we love seeing it, but we want everyone else to see the feedback as well. So, yeah. We, um, Hope you all have a lovely week and we'll be back in your ears next week. Bye, guys. See Thanks you for guys. listening.